Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Book 2, Chapter 18 Curvish and the Ritual You ground the longboat on the shores of the Moaning Islands. The sand is coarse and rough as you climb out of the longboat. Corker helps Deckley and carries, drags him over to a tree just up the shore and props him up against it and begins just looking over him. The wound has been closed up. He's going to live, but he needs to keep an eye on him just to make sure nothing else is wrong. And it's his job, after all. He's the ship's dock. Meanwhile, Gandis is using the rope to tie the ship, anchoring it to a large rock, uh, just so it doesn't float away or get blown away by the wind or if the tide comes in. They're not sure if it's coming in or going out. As you look inward of the island, you can see that the surface is lush and wet. You hear the sounds of many different animals. I guess the ones that you mostly hear would be the birds. They're the ones making the noise. You do hear what sounds like rather large birds of prey, like hawks, possibly larger. But you can see movement in the brush, like a deer or something smaller, maybe like a rabbit. And farther down the shore, you can see a turtle hanging out. But the fog still hangs around this island. It's not impossible to see the gunner's daughter. But you don't see it clearly. And if you wanted to signal to them, you would probably need some sort of light. Or very loud sound. I don't think I want to draw that much attention to ourselves. But you're on shore. What do you do? We're getting the search for clues. Or for a cave. Or a black smoke box. Uh, I'm going to... Really? No. Bail wants clues. Darwin wants to find a cave. I want to defer to Dipple, seeing as he's the one, like, with the map and maybe mm-hmm. knowledge. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Well, if the ship went down here, it'd probably be somewhere near the shore. So we can head left, or we could head right. Up the shore, down the shore. It's probably not crashed somewhere higher up the mountain. Uh, the island forms a very gentle mountain. It's not exceedingly tall, but it's definitely peaked. Yeah, it stands to reason that the ship would be somewhere near the water, Ooh. if it made it this far. Let's take a walk. Left or right? East or west? Choose to go east. <laughs> Arnis spins in circles like a jackass. <laughs> oh, let's just pick a direction, people. Let's go west. Go west, young man. Fine, west. So you're heading west down the beach, 
The terrain's a little rocky, but not impassable. Certainly nothing that you can't handle. Deckly can't handle it. I think unless anybody has a problem with it, Corker's going to stay behind with him. No, that's probably smart. That's totally fine. Okay. So as you head west, everybody roll perception. Arnest looks real happy, so let's start there. Okay. <laughs> what does that come to? 27. Dang. When you take Arnest's 27, subtract 10, you get mine. And I get no bonuses. So mine's more impressive. So, Vale, what'd you get? I so, crit. Okay, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's real hard to be impressed, though, after 27. <laughs> well, yeah. Darvin. 12. Paro's going to be impressed by that either way. Pretty sure I won that round, boys. Wait. Sam is with you. Yeah. I'm going to roll for Sam. Why, yes. Remind, you need to remind me that Sam is there. Hmm. Sam is quite perceptive as well. Dipple and Gandis, they are not quite as perceptive. Dipple and Gandis are keeping an eye out. They're not noticing anything out of the ordinary. Arnis, on the other hand, along with Vale and Sam, the sound of these animals is getting closer. You see a rather large wildcat, the size of a panther, just lurking up in a tree, just kind of watching you as you go by. You see a rabbit with a horn, just munching on some vegetation. Is it a very similar to a jackalope. Not quite a stag-like antlers. Dude, it's a horny rabbit. Could you imagine how many babies that thing's having? As many as it wants. <laughs> and then you do see antlers that look like they would be for a deer, which is probably what Darwin and Dipple assume. But Arnis and Vale, you see otherwise. And you see the antlers at first through the trees and the shrubs, but then you see feathers and massive wings. Creepy thing. How large is this thing? Probably no taller than you. Okay. So, so still about deer sized. Biggish, but not. So I want to keep an eye on this thing as we continue moving. It's just off, like, hunting something, maybe? Or tracking something? And in fact, it's a few minutes later that you hear what's probably one of those horned rabbits squeak out. Squeak! Crunch. And then you see this creature fly up. There's a winged creature with a deer-like head and antlers, but talons, like a giant hawk. And it gives a slight little scream as it goes off. <laughs> well, that was nifty. You don't see that every day. No. Nifty. The panther just watches as this happens. It wasn't his meal anyways. <laughs> and we continue looking for the treasure <laughs> or signs that might lead us to the treasure. Continuing farther down the coast... You come across three inlets. Tall, narrow inlets into the side of the hill. Maybe 15 feet high, 5 feet wide, coming in from the sea underneath the hill, disappearing under there. It is dark, and you can hear the sound of water sloshing around. Is there a path into them, or are we going to have to swim? Um, go? You'd have to wait a little bit. It's maybe waist deep. Because I'm thinking if this group was using the island as a like hiding location... They might have, like, rode some longboats in there and stored their treasure in there. Okay, yeah, there's three of these inlets. Uh, if you wanted to keep going along the shore, you would have to kind of wade through the water on each of these to get over to where there's more just beach line. Or you could head in. And your boat was to go, like, into, into the it. inlet? Yeah. Walk in the edge anyway. Okay. Into the inlet? What does Dipple think? Dipple think it's a good idea? I'm just check everywhere. Okay. Invalet. 
Okay. Okay. You start heading into the inlet. The water actually forms a nice channel when you go in. Are you heading into the first one? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You head into the first one. It forms a nice channel. It stays about five feet wide for a good 20, 30 feet before it just gradually slopes up to a natural-looking path in a cave. And the tunnel seems to continue farther in. Any signs that this may be a, have ever been used as a landing place for boats? Roll perception or investigation if you want to look for that type oh, of stuff. Investigation. That's yeah. awesome. You're checking a very specific area for a very specific thing, so I think okay. investigation works here. Oh, well, of course. Can, any, can anybody roll? Yeah, anybody okay. can roll. I got a 10. Perception. 16 investigation. Ooh, nice. I got a 9 investigation. Well, 7 bonus. And I got a 10. Again. <laughs> um, it's either a crit or like almost a crit fail. Captain. That's my legacy. Gandis. Sam. So, Darwin, you're checking this area out for any signs that this may have been used as a landing spot, or if this is completely natural, or anything else? I think that's it. Okay. And what you can find are signs of footprints. Hmm. Hmm. Which would be odd, because if that ship crashed here 200-something years ago, you probably would not still be seeing footprints. Oh, yeah. I point this out. Gandis is also quick to spot this, and she agrees. This is weird. Dipple, is there anything you'd like to share with us? Such as? Such as... Who was it exactly that was on this boat? Well, it was a royal envoy. They were delivering payment or goods or something that, a bribe maybe. And supposedly they were lost at sea. The last anybody saw them was just off of these islands. It's not possible that any of them are still alive. Is it? It's possible. There's bound to be at least some elves on that ship. But they would have had to have survived and stayed here that whole time. Yeah, she has to kill some elves to make Oh, I'm totally down to follow the footprints. I just wanted to make sure that... You can roll an inside check to see if Cookie's lying. It's going to be harder, though, because he's owlhead. <laughs> owlhead. Okay. What are you doing? Oh, I'm rolling inside. Oh, on Dipple. That's a 19. Yeah, Dipple pulls out the map to show you, indeed, like, the last place this ship was seen was maybe a half day away from these islands, and he's also very much hoping that they did crash here, and that they can get whatever treasure or bribe or goods were on that ship. Even if all they do is find some bodies, that might be worth something to the royal family. People were lost. If you can bring closure to the family, that would be good. It might be even worth some money, if not just personal favor. Hmm. We can use personal favor throughout the animal. We're never getting that. Maybe. <laughs> if there are royals on this island, they're not making it off. Let's, uh, let's follow some footprints. Everybody roll perception as you head deeper into this cave. That's better. <laughs> that is not better. Nate is making heavy use of the die jail tonight. Okay. Now, Arnis? Uh, I got a 16. Veil. 18. Good, good, good. So as you head deeper in, you realize the cave system is mostly natural. Mostly. There are signs of crude stonework along the way. Most of it is just widening pads, or maybe formalizing doorways. But there are definitely signs that people of some sort have been here, and been making this their home, so to speak. Uh, As you travel through, the elevation stays about the same. You're 
not going too much higher into the hillside. You're not going lower underneath the water level. As you get deeper in, you notice some rough depictions on some of these walls. Huh. It looks like animals or people. You could look closer if you want to know more. Yes, please. Yeah. Investigate. I learned right, That's me a 12. Darwin? It's a 20. Not a crit. Nice. Artist. Six. All right, Darwin. You're looking at these depictions, and these were not done by master stoneworkers at all. This is like someone with a sharp rock hitting another rock with another rock. But they have managed to cart out crude images of creatures and fish-like people. The animals that you see depicted look roughly like what you saw out on the island. Okay. You do see like an antlered bird deer. You do see some panthers. And what you see of these fish people is them kind of taking parts from these animals and putting them on themselves. In almost a holy, reverential fashion. Wow. I'm going to point this out to my friends. It's like a tribal culture thing. I'm not going to judge. It, it reminds me a little bit of things we've seen before. Oh, yeah, this makes I'm me nervous. excited about it. <laughs> I mean, these could be Gosram's worshippers or people, you know. And any chance to F with his people makes me happy. Darvin, what languages do you speak? Common, halfling, elvish. Okay. I do. Why not? There's halflings on Sarakar. A lot of them. It's just it's it's just interesting. It was important for business. My father insisted. Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You do manage to spot something that could be writing, but it's nothing that you've seen before. Okay. Um, what other languages? I pointed out speak? in case they can read it. Um, um, I speak common Elvish and Orgish. And I speak all of those except uh, and so I speak common, all but interconic. Nobody recognizes this writing. Coolio. Yeah. What do you want to do? Keep going. Follow the footprints. Okay. Well, now you have some signs of civilization as well. But you keep heading deeper in, and it winds about. The light in here is non-existent, but Dipple will light up a torch to help everybody oh, see. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dips. I know you can see in the dark. I can. Dipple can actually see in the dark, too. Should I? Well, he is an owl head. Um, <laughs> but he knows not everybody can. Uh, I can tell him I can cast light on something if he... No, a torch is good. Prefer. It'll burn for the entire time we need it. All right. Well, I already lit the torch. All right, next time, light, it, light your light first. I'm Proactive, Arnis. I... Proactive. You're going you're gonna to be swabbing the deck forever with that attitude. I'm not in charge here. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm in charge. You're right. That's why I didn't just... Never mind. Forget it. Get <laughs> you, dibble. You wind deeper in. The caves remain wet and narrow. And you can hear water dripping down farther up ahead. It's just echoing through. Some of it's hitting stone. Some of it is definitely dripping into water. You hear some... Bloop-y, bloop-y, bloop-y. And you start seeing more of these fish people, animal depictions in the walls. But as you get deeper in, some of them are adorned with bits of silver and gemstone, which look like they were just hammered in to these depictions afterwards. Someone just grabbed a ring, hit it with the rock, bam, 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 into this depiction. They've just got, like, bits of these just all along the wall. There's treasure. It's in the wall. <laughs> Start chiseling it out. I think we need to find where to put it there first and make sure they're not going to stop us from, you know, defacing their written history. Uh-oh. 
Smart. I have no problem with defacing the written history of these creepy people. We just have to stop them from stopping yeah. us. Got it. Yeah. Dipple's looking at all this stuff. He's like, it's like ruined jewelry and coins. It's worth whatever it's made from, but some of these gemstones are cracked. We need real treasure. This is not worth Deckley's leg. So we keep going. Okay. Everybody roll perception again. Perception. Perception. Gonna fail this way. Ooh. Ooh, my NPCs are doing good. Arnis, you okay? Mm-hmm. Arnis is doing the perception dance. <laughs> Arnis perceives. Alright, Arnis, what did you roll? 23. Not bad. Garvin? 14. Fail. 12. Sucking. He's definitely competing. <laughs> Dipple and Sam are paying real good attention as well. Gandis is picking at some of the silver and gems in the wall. Just getting off little bits of it. It's not worth much, but maybe it's enough to bribe somebody out on the streets. Who knows? She pockets just little bits of it here and there. But everybody else, as you keep moving farther in, you start to hear a very low and echoey drum beat. Doom. 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 Well, that's not ominous. You're all going to kill me if I start quoting Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pretty much. So Arnish should stop everybody and go, Drums. Drums in the deep. <laughs> no, we should do that? Okay. I won't do that. Um, so somebody's drumming in there, which tells me that they know we're coming. It tells us that people are here, at least. But what do we do? Keep going. Hope they don't have a cape troll. Okay. <laughs> Continuing on ahead. See. Okay. Yeah. You keep moving, and you come to a fork in the path. I take it. <laughs> Arnis has a mangled silver fork. <laughs> Dinglehopper. <laughs> The right-hand path looks like it curves downwards. The left, a bit more upwards. The slow, steady drum beat sounds pretty much the same coming from either of them. Let's go up there. Can I pull a candle and try to smell the right path? <laughs> yeah, you can lick it next. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility. Tastes like a door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to give each path a good sniff, fine. I don't know. Sniffins is with you. He could help. Yeah, we could ask Sniffins to sniff. I don't know what we're sniffing for, though. Like, I don't know uh, what yeah. direction we want to get. Like, if we smell... Uh, we were following footprints. Are we still following footprints? You could check here to see if one side is preferred over the other. That's what oh, That's smart. Do. Let's do that. Yeah. Right. Well, investigation. Or survival, since this is also tracking. Ooh, survival. I haven't had to roll that in a while. Like... Yeah. Plus zero to survival. I'm going to investigation. All right, Darwin. I crit fell. I got a three. Sorry, Darwin. <laughs> Back into jail that die goes. Which means I gotta free the current prisoner. You don't have to. You can leave them both in there. Uh, you cellmates. Darwin is setting up a revolving door prison system. <laughs> gotta get you back to Karami. <laughs> Arnis. I got a 15 survival. Okay. Veil. 16 investigation. Both of these paths are used. The one on the right, which leads downward, is more heavily used. 
Well, do you want to go with the heavily used one or the lesser used one? You want to choose the road less traveled? Because that may make all the difference. Oh, Robert Frost. That's not... <laughs> that ain't cool. That was a pretty cold reception to that joke. We're going left. Up? Uh, yes. Everybody good with that? Unless Dipple has another idea, I'm good. I'll... No, no, no. You're the Bard's Rebellion. <laughs> You're the renowned adventurers. What does that mean as far as tracking people? It means nothing. You're more used to land adventures. There's a lot more stuff at sea. I guess that's fair. Your guess is as good as mine, Vale. Let's do it. So you start heading upwards, and the cave trail wanders a bit. The drum beat gets louder, but not faster. Dong. 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 And you can start to see fire glow up ahead. You don't see the source of the light at all, but you can tell something is burning up there. And as you get closer, the right-hand side of the wall begins to drop away. And you're standing in a little alcove area, overlooking a much larger open spot underneath the mountain of the island. And you can see some water flowing in from somewhere on the exterior of the island, making a nice little waterfall crashing down before it joins into this river that disappears behind a wall. And you see some very rough huts. They're very small, like 10 feet around. I was just trying to decide exactly how much you can see, but I think they've got enough torches burning in here. You see a number of torches planted in the ground down below, maybe 30 feet down, but still a good 50, 75 feet away. And there are a number of these fish-looking people walking through... They're either beating on a drum, or they're beating on their chest, and they're chanting something very low. They have a very sloppy language, like it's a very wet, difficult to understand. But they're definitely saying something. Something half song, half chant. And they appear to be marching up towards this large, altar-looking thing on the other side of the room. On the other side of the cavern. Can I tell what the altar is for? Roll religion. Ooh. Darwin, this is all you, you should buddy. roll. <laughs> <laughs> Although with my plus one, it's too, too too bad. No, oh, I didn't do terrible either. Seventeen. I did better than you. <laughs> I studied this religion apparently. Well, I don't know if it's so much you studied it. Maybe you just saw something more recently. Maybe you killed somebody who was a follower. There we go. Uh, Maybe you saw it on the History Channel recently. <laughs> Vale, what did you get? Nineteen. Arnes. Sixteen. Okay. At first. This looks like a sacrificial altar. Sacrificial? Sacrificial. Like a place to make sacrifices. Sacrificial? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, when did you say it again? I'm like, oh, we clearly didn't get the joke the first time you said it. Shark head. But I think all of you can tell that the slaughtering of whatever or whoever that they do on here is not the main show. Like, that's step one. There are more steps. Oh, dear. But nothing has been brought up to the altar yet, and all of these fish people are stopping five, ten feet away. They're holding up feathers, antlers, pelts, horns. Uh, someone's got a turtle shell. They're just holding it above their head, kind of like raising it up and down in rhythm with the chanting and the drum beats. What are you doing? I'm not sure. I'm going to whisper to Arnis because I want to confirm some knowledge that I think we have, but did we actually learn that, like, 
the best way to weaken a god is to kill their followers. Is that a thing we kind of learned? Or is it an interpretation of something we learned? That's a, it's a pretty big reach, uh, what you're assuming there. What we literally learned... Does the mask or something? What we literally learned was it is our children that hurt us the most. That is literally what we learned <laughs> from Quorum. Yeah. Like many biblical, sorry, and like many religious teachings, it's open for interpretation. Yeah. That also, though, though, Vail, I think, doesn't hate the idea or hesitate to jump to the conclusion that if a god has fewer followers, it will have less power. Vale is trying to wrath the Titans this no. scenario here. We get rid of all of the followers of Gostrom, and he's a teeny tiny delay and squishy. Um, I... That's neither here nor there right now. It's just something I was curious about. Yeah, that's the thing that you and I are going to end up debating a lot, because I don't think that's mm-hmm. what that means at all. Um. Dipple's looking around like, I was not expecting there to be people here of any sort. Um, Might be able to help us. This isn't anything that you recognize, right, Dibble? I mean, you all have been out, like, on the ocean, seeing stranger things than we have, so... I, I don't recognize the ritual. I recognize the people. Oh, that's helpful. That, I'm, like, I don't know their names, but those are Sahuagin. They're an amphibious race. Okay. They can't stay out of the water forever, but they can do it for, like, chunks of time. They apparently have come to dry land to perform this ritual. Whatever it is. Okay. Other than knowing what they are in your encounters with, I'm sorry, Sahuagans? Yeah. Have they been friendly, not friendly? Although I don't think we can understand them or they can understand us, so maybe that's good. Well, sounds like they're speaking their language right now. I don't speak it. Uh, it's one of those primordial languages. Not my forte. It's a little too hard on the tongue. But they're not particularly aggressive unless you're aggressive first. And, you know, don't go stealing their fish, I guess. You know, just like any other people, don't take their food, don't take their stuff. They tend to mostly leave you alone. And I don't go diving down for food, so I'm not usually on their bad side. Okay. But you say this ritual that they're performing is, is weird? Not something, it, not something I've seen before. To be fair, I don't follow their religion either. Well, I'm sure. I just It concerns me that there's something else going on here. So let's watch, and if they're not doing anything terrible, we can just wait for them to go back to ocean before plundering. Yeah. Unless it's nine days, then we'll have to reevaluate, but... So you just want to watch this ritual go down? I don't know what else we can do. I mean, if they're like... Unless someone kind of is drugged out screaming, I'm curious as to what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, if we need to intervene for reasons, we can reevaluate, but until then... Just watch. Okay. The Sahuagin continue their chanting, and one of them with this large tome steps up and stops just below the altar and begins reading something aloud. And as he does so, two more of them enter in from the side, and they have one of those antlered birds. It's a periton, and it's on a leash of some sort. It's got a muzzle on, and they lead it up to the altar, and they tie it down. And at this point, they go back down into the crowd, and they all start chanting a single word in repetition. Curvish, curvish, curvish. This goes on for a couple minutes, 
They get louder, and the drumming gets faster, and just the energy in the room, in the cavern, the energy just starts building up. You hear a large set of doors open up on the opposite side of the altar. They were difficult to see before, thanks in part to the torchlight, and also because they're just not very well-made doors. It's not like somebody made fancy stone doors. It's just like two rocks that someone propped up, and they're being moved aside. And out walks this very large, robed, and hooded figure, somewhere between 10, 15 feet tall. Damn. The robe is very ill-fitting. There's weird bumps and lumps in it where you wouldn't expect to see on a normal humanoid-shaped body. And it steps up behind the altar on the opposite side of you, pulls off its robe, and you see this massive troll, and on various parts of its body it has extra arms attached to it, and the head of one of the panthers on its chest. It's got a turtle shell on its back. It's got antlers and horns in various spots on its body, just kind of spots where it either jammed them in or had them attached or something. And as Kirbish emerges and disrobes, the parts of his body that aren't covered with body parts from other creatures look to be wrapped in seaweed of some kind, just all over his body, almost mummy-style, but plants and wet, and he's not undead. Kirbish raises up this large stone blade and approaches the periton and proceeds to sacrifice it there on the altar. And as it bleeds out, he cuts off the wings. And the Suhuigan, who had the book, who was reading, approaches Kirvish and pulls out a much smaller dagger. Kirvish kneels down, and the Suhuigan carves two big lines in his back with the dagger. Just rips him open, and troll blood starts pouring out. Two more assistants approach. They each grab a wing. They take those fresh wounds and jab it into Kirvish's back. And you can see the trolls start to regenerate and heal around the wings. It, whether or not they're functional is beside the point. But he heals around them, and he stands up, and the wings are just open. They don't move around. They're just open and big. And he lets out a very loud roar and scream, and everybody's cheering. They're chanting his name. Kirvish, Kirvish, Kirvish. He picks up the body of the periton, raises it over his head, and walks down into the crowd, and walks over to this small little portion of the water, the river where it's coming down from the waterfall, before it goes into the wall, and he sets it in there, and starts ripping off pieces and passing it around, and they're all just eating from it. And this devolves from a ritual into sort of a party. Wow. Weird. Some costume shit, if you ask me. Acquiring a brand of body parts is... But it's not functional. It's more like... I almost feel like he's made them into his own little cult, though. It doesn't appear to me as if this is Gothstorm shit. This is like crazy troll dude who got a bunch of fish dudes to worship him. It's like mm-hmm. a cult. Yeah. yeah, a cult. Like, like he's not that Alright, alright. What do you guys do? Either way, it's creepy AF. Yeah. How many of these fishmen are there? Dozens? Oh, yeah. You can't kill dozens no. of fishmen. I don't know where the treasure is. It's probably behind where the troll was. Yeah. Or it's not at all associated with this. Um, is there any way to, like... They clearly have bits in it, though. Sorry, ask your question. We've got some kind of treasure. Just like, is there any way to know if the other trail would have led to, like, into their village? There are certainly paths that lead down into it. It's not like the only exit is the water. Yeah. So it's possible. You could go down and check. 
That's the next step. Okay. Got a bird's eye view. I'm not about to try and climb down the 30 feet. Not when they're all just fucking standing there. But we can use their party as a distraction. Some of us are very not stealthy. <laughs> you tried that before. Didn't you take invisibility? No. Also, you're with Dipple and Gandis and Sam and Sniffins. Oh yeah, we're with a dude with one less leg. No, I took... Deckley is back out on the shore Wait. by the longboat. Oh yeah. With Corker. Oh, with the doctor. Yeah. No, I didn't. I took confusion. It's all good. It'll be fun. What do you want to do? Okay. These fish people would oh. be crazy. But... But again, I'm not assuming they're evil. They could just be crazy. I'm not sure it's their fault. <laughs> we just want to find the treasure and go. So let's go take the other path and see where it leads us. Yeah, smart. Okay. You head back down and take the right-hand path, which led downwards. And as you go down, you can definitely tell, yes, this is leading into that main cavern, where all of the Sahuagin and that troll are gathered. Okay. Uh, and they are continuing to eat the flesh of this paraton and oh. merriment, worship. Difficult to tell without knowing the language. Wow. Now we have a decision to make. Do we want to try and get, like, deep up in there and see if we can get into the troll man's lair? Treasures in there, but risk having all of these things attack us. Or do we want to turn back and try something else, knowing that we could come back here later? I say before we run the risk of having to fight dozens of creatures, we see what else is out there. That sounds good to me. Same. We're not going to kill dozens of these things, plus a troll. Not with that attitude. I have a feeling we probably should kill the troll. Probably. But... Yeah. So what do you want to do? What's the plan here? Uh, let's go back out and then go to the, like, next inlet. You make your way back out, away from the Sahug and away from the troll. And you find yourself back at the shore, back at the inlet. The sun hasn't set yet, but maybe an hour's passed since you've gone in. And you make your way up to the next inlet. It's another 20 feet or so up the shoreline. Much like the other one, it continues in for a little bit before it forms into a path. And you find yourself wandering down a tunnel. What are you guys looking for? What's what's the plan in this tunnel? Looking for more hints at where this treasure might be. Okay. Unlike the other path, this one quickly dives lower, underneath the water level. Like you're not in the water, but you know that like, you're underneath sea level. The walls are extra wet. There's more moss and fungus growing in here. It just smells musky. And after about a hundred feet. You come to a rather large pool, 30, 40 feet across. The water's fairly still, but it looks like it goes down. Well, I'm going to say that this isn't helpful. Need to investigate the area around the pool, see if there's any signs of anything. More signs of footprints. But they all just go into the pool. Into or out of. So chances are this pool connects somewhere else to another body of water. Cool. There's no other paths here? No, not on this one. Cool, yeah, I'm not about to try and swim in there, because, you know, fishmen. Oh, yeah, smart. So, let's, uh, let's try, try the next inlet. Or we could fish, you know, and pull. Choke, choke. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a fisher of fishmen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to be that. They're evil fishmen. You don't know if they're evil. Except for worshipping a large troll. You're, You're assuming, assuming that that's the fishmen's fault. And not the troll's fault. You're also assuming that the entire thing was evil that you just saw. Right. You have no idea what was just going on. Fine. God, it's such a small view of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next inlet. Okay. 
as you make your way, and this one immediately becomes rocky and rough terrain. Continues on, but the ground is loose and it's more narrow, and it almost immediately starts heading upwards at a 30, 40 degree angle. This is getting farther away from the water level. But it curves inward towards the center of the island as you're going up. Everybody make a perception check. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Uh-oh. Do better, NPCs. That's not good. Except for Dipple. <laughs> hey, Dipple. Yay. Sam and Gandis rolled a 2 and a 3. Hey, I rolled a 2 as well. Dipple rolled a 19. Oh, good. For Dipple. Because <laughs> the rest of us... Darvin? Oh, an eight. Vale. Seven. Wow. Argus, what does that total come to you for you? Oh, I got a nine. Oh, so many people under ten. <laughs> I said it better than the guys, nine. I was distracted by the climbing. Yeah. There's climbing, there's the sounds of rocks slipping down the path. And along with the sound of, like, water dripping down somewhere else, you can hear rocks falling down somewhere else. Not like a big cave-in but more just gravel falling from a ceiling somewhere and rolling down into another part of the tunnels. Dipple is listening, and he says he can hear waves farther in. Waves? Waves. That's weird, right? That's weird? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are generally not waves inside of an island. Okay. We keep going? Uh, yeah. All right, who's taking point? Fuck. Nose goes. I'll take it, but I'm going to sneak. Okay. So I can tell him to stop. Roll stealth. You think that 8 could be bad, but when you add to a bonus it's more than that, it turns out to be a 17. Vale is moving quietly along the trail. Does anybody else care to stealth? My bonus is not good. Mm. Is anybody else attempting, even if they're oh, bad at it? I guess my bonus isn't terrible. I could try it. I mean, if it's a positive, it's already good. Yeah, it's a plus 4. Gee. Seven. <laughs> I'll try. I have more than a plus four. Oh, if I roll a three, it's not gonna help. Ooh, Seventeen. Man, not bad. Oh, I think I brought the dice jail on the right night. <laughs> There's been so many sub ten rolls today. So Vale, you are sneaking along in front of everybody else, but the rest of your party is not silent, especially not Arnis. They are kicking rocks. There's the sound of gravel falling back down the path. So, your approach isn't totally silent, but at least it's not you making the noise. Hey, it may not 17 have... remember. I'm not making yeah. much noise yet. Darwin's also being pretty quiet. Thank no, you. I just wanted to point out who was not being quiet. Okay. Gotcha. Shit. And it's mostly pertinent for Vale since Vale's in front. So even if somebody does hear you, they won't expect you to assume. You reach the top of this tunnel, and it immediately opens up on the right-hand side into this humongous cavern, even bigger than where that ritual was being held. There are no torches or fires lit here, but you can hear the sound of waves below you, and the only light that's coming in is far across this cavern. On the other side of it, there's this very wide opening, much taller than the inlets that you were coming in through on the side, but it's far enough away that the light's not filling in this whole cavern. There's these rocky outcrop or not outcroppings, what did I say? Um, you see the rocks hanging down like fangs. This is the bigger opening that you saw uh, before when you were surveying the island from the ship. Okay. It's on the far end, and some light is spilling in, but not a whole lot. And far down below, a good hundred feet, you see 
light reflecting off the water coming from inside or coming from outside. Not inside. And uh, you can roll a perception since you're up there first. Switch. Oh, yeah, three. I, I don't see anything else. No, you don't see anything else. You don't hear anything besides the water. But as you look farther up the path, it looks like this is narrow, maybe a couple of feet, and it extends off along the wall of this cavern into the darkness where you can't see just now. Cool. Past Dipple's torchlight. Uh, kind of wait for them to catch up and yeah, they'll catch going. up. Keep going. Same process. Everybody's cool with traveling out on a two-foot ledge over a huge drop? I'm down with that. Why not? I'm fine with it. Just want you to know the danger there. Uh, if we don't want to do this, that's fine. We can go around. Two-foot ledge is pretty narrow. And there's a good chance we could all die. There's water below you. You won't die. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm thinking this is not the safest path, people. I was kind of joking when I said, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> fine, we'll find a path well, with guardrails. So far, you've got this path. You've got the swimming through a tunnel path, and you've got the path filled with the Sahu again in their altar room. We don't have to go this way yet. We haven't even made it all the way around the island yet. It's a big island. If you want to find more, you're going to have to stay on the island multiple days. Oh, I didn't think we were going to find Zala once, and we haven't mm-hmm. found any clear clues yet that this is what we're looking for. I mean, we found some sure. hints that the Sahu again may have, at some point, encountered some sort of treasure, but no clear, like shipwreck or anything like that. I mean, unless we want to go in and try and talk to the Sahuagin. You could try. Yeah. Let's speak their language. You could try whatever you want. Kurvish could probably kill us. I don't know that. We don't have any weird body parts to attach. But I guess he had extra arms, so maybe not a good thing. <laughs> right. Two foot ledge. That's pretty wide. That's like, you can jog across that and be fine. I mean, I wouldn't do it in real life because I'm afraid of heights, but Darwin's totally good with it. In real life and D&D are two totally different things. Yeah, I wouldn't plan a coup in real life either, but <laughs> we did that thing. I guess that's where you and I differ. <laughs> hey, you only die once. Well, you can, you can die the second time. <laughs> you say that to the person who already met death and bargained for her his soul. Do or die, and Arnus has died once. Which means all that's left to do is just do. I've already checked off the other box. Well, we can go back to where we left the boat and go in the other direction. Or keep going on the outskirts of the island, see if we find anything else. Oh, I'm not a fan of this whole two-foot ledge thing. Okay. You could get down on all fours and crawl, crawl across. <laughs> yeah, no you're falling like that. Yeah. Would that technically be safer? Technically. I just... I just need to know what you guys are doing. Somebody's got to make a decision. I know. You got three paths in, and you've got the whole outside of the island to explore for more. But we don't want to spend a week on this island. I mean, I feel like technically what we're looking at is probably the path of least resistance. But at the same time, Arnis is really not down with the idea of potentially falling to his... Well, let's have our Darwin scout ahead since he won't die if he falls. I can do that. And he's all like Mr. Ninja Dude and see what he can come up with. Alright. You want to scout ahead, Darwin? Yeah. Do I need a light switch or something? Dipple will be fine with you. Go ahead and be in a scout. Alright. Do you want a light? You want a torch? Oh. Dipple has another one? Here, I'll just light something up. What should I light for you? You got like a. Light his sword up. He can carry it like a torch, and then if he needs to fight, he can hack things with a glowing sword. That's not a terrible idea. King Arthur. Alright, that'll work. Okay. 
Uh, if you need to be super stealthy, if you completely cover the object with like your monk robe, people won't be able to see the light. Yeah, you oh, nice. Too. Yeah. Except then I won't. But then you won't be able to see. Yeah. But you also won't be able to see. I'm just okay. I think if I need to be super stealthy, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is my sword lit? Uh huh. All right. Arnis reaches out and lights up your draconic sword, and you head off onto this ledge. Right. I do. Okay. Make an acrobatics check. Ah, to keep your balance. Damn it! Always a- oh, that's no okay. acrobatics is good. Athletics is bad. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Confuse them. This is balance on a not completely firm path. Eighteen. Okay. Path goes on for a few hundred feet on this narrow ledge. Wow. And you're doing all right. You're about halfway through. And give me a perception check. Twenty. Nice. You can see the other side where it opens up onto a wider platform. It looks like it just continues on in another direction. Around a corner, down, you can't see. But as you're looking down to your right, you can see that, yes, there is a large body of water here where it comes in from the ocean, but it's not just waves crashing. It's a whirlpool. Wow. There's a very, very large whirlpool. If I Uh, fall in, there's a whirlpool? There's already a whirlpool. Ah. Right, right. I don't know if that's a reference to something. No, no, just where I would fall. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, if you were to fall off this ledge, you would land in that whirlpool. Okay. It's a good couple hundred feet across. At least that's where the current is. It looks like it's a little calmer on the outside of it. Wow. Um, Well, that's terrifying. Yeah, a little bit. And as you look further ahead up the path, you can see more light coming from wherever that tunnel goes. So it does lead somewhere. Do you want to finish crossing and find out what that is, or do you want to head back with this news? Or do you want to dive into the water? <laughs> options here. Um, I'll try to finish crossing, I guess. One more acrobatics. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but i got to make two more to get back. I'm going to let you cross back. I just wanted to see if you were going to get there. Okay, you make it to the other side. And you can see there's a couple tunnels that lead off from this platform, both heading downward. The one on your right has the light coming out of it, and you can hear distant echoes of that ritualistic revelry from before. So I can assume that's the same thing. It eventually gets down there. You don't know how soon, but it leads back that way. The other path is not lit. Then I will take the other path. Oh, venturing off farther on your own. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. I mean, what am I going to tell them? I found two paths in a giant whirlpool. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot of news, right? No. Not a lot of news, no. Yeah, so I'm going to keep going. Okay. Which path? The left, because I figured the one on the right... The one on the right is where the light is, right? Mm-hmm. I figure I've probably seen that room before. Okay. Hey, Arnis and Bale, what are you doing while Darwin has now disappeared from sight? <laughs> He's, um, he didn't fall. You know that much, because you didn't see a light fall down into the water. Um, I don't know. Crossing my fingers that he doesn't weirdly get himself killed. Looking at Arnis going, how long do we wait before we either go after him or roll him off dead? Because I don't want to really have to do either of those. I don't know. How the hell should I know that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Dipple is just looking at you guys. He's your friend. You could say he's good on his own. You I'll wait for him to come back. Enough. All right. We should have established a time before yep. I left, but oh well. Sam's looking a little anxious, but he's putting his trust in Darwin. He knows Darwin can take care of himself, but that doesn't mean he's not worrying. So, Darvin, heading down this left-hand path. It stays dark for a while, other than the light from your sword. And you travel a few hundred feet, and it starts generally going downward. It veers off more towards the left. 
and you come to a large stone door. Ah, is it? Well, I'm sure it's closed. It's not completely shut, but there's no crack in it. The door's probably a couple of inches thick, and it's just like an inch open. Is there any... Can I see through the uh, crack at all? You'd have to open it up just a little bit more. All right, I'll try that. Stealthily, if possible. All right. You grab onto a handhold in the door. Roll stealth. Fifteen. Okay. The door moves fairly silently. It's, it is a door that sees use. So there's no rubble falling when you move this door. And it opens up a few inches, and you're able to peer inside, and there is light. This appears to be a massive bedroom, prayer room of some sort. Like, there is a place to lie down and sleep, but then there's also stuff that you recognize as vaguely religious, like, just the way it's set up. It's not your religion, but it sure looks like a place someone would go and pray. Okay. I think I gotta go back and tell them what I've found at this point. Okay. It still doesn't seem super significant, but I don't want to risk, like, further investigating on my own. All right. You head back, and you rejoin your friends. And I tell them. First, whirlpool. Do not fall. Second, room with beds and religious artifacts. One bed. One bed and religious artifacts. A place to do religious stuff. Probably further paths beyond that, but I couldn't... I mean, I was going to assume that I couldn't see that without going in. And I did not want to go in on my own. Yeah, you'd have to go on in for more. What's the plan, people? I feel like these crazy primitive fish people are a red herring. I feel like they only have the few little bit of junk that they put into their cave drawings. And unless they're going to tell us where they found it, they're useless to us. Could be. We can't understand them. Exactly. As far as we know. We haven't tried to speak to one of them. Bard doesn't have the spell tongues. So, you got this information from Darwin. Sorry, that was the best I could do. I wanted to investigate the room for it, but... We've had zero clues at this point. How much is left in the, like, day when it comes to time-wise? Could, could you tell anything about the religion from where you were? It, all I know is it wasn't mine. Mm. Alright. Oh, you want to roll religion? Oh, sure. Alright. You got a good good enough look at it. We'll see how much you understood. 22? Yeah. I think you do get something from this, then. Nice. I think the main thing that you're getting from this is that it's... It is a twisting of a religion. Curvish... The troll has definitely done something to insert himself as a like a pathway to a deity. Um, not claiming that he himself is a god, but through him, they can all get closer to a god. Okay. That god being Gosrim. Knew it. Called it. All these fuckers. Called it. Well, just the troll, not. I don't think fish. it's the fish people's fault. Although, they are technically gossip worshippers, so... And if we try to kill the troll, the fish are probably yeah. not going to take time to that. I think between that role... Well, even in between that role, I think just asking Dipple, like, you know that the Sahuagin have a god. There is a god of the Sahuagin. Ah. Their name is Ool. They are currently not worshipping Ool. Oh. Is that Ghostbusters line again? That's Zool. No... Dana. There's Dana. only Ool. Oh, Zul. It's Zul. It's Zul. I was close. Z-U-U-L. There is this no Ool. This is Ool. O-O-L. There is only Ool. So, yes. Troll name. Bad. Bad. So, yeah. Then you can take out the troll, free the fish people, and they'll give us our treasures reward. We can only help. But they don't seem to be unhappy about following him. That is the problem. I just need to be reminded of their true god. I wish I knew the song of the god Ool. I wish we knew anything about the god of Ool. We might be able to use it to, you know, win them back, but 
we can deal with that when you actually are in conversations with these people, or as you're investigating some of their personal stuff as you go through. Okay. I think right now, knowing that Ul is their god, like, is the Sahuagin god, and they're not worshipping Ul, is like enough. If you want to know more about Ul, you have to go I'm deeper. not for us to justify running in swords blazing. Well, I mean, we don't, again, don't have to do that. We came here for the treasure. I haven't found anything about the treasure. Okay, but about that, there's kind of a giant troll. I'm just saying, well, you're right. You're right. Treasure could even not be on this side of the island. That's true. They could have found, you know, a handful of it somewhere and put it into their mural. That's true. I just need to know what you want to do. It's all very Lord of the Flies. Well, you want to circumvent, I mean, go back and circle until we find another Again, there's no reason not to go back, like, camp for the night, spend the day venturing in the other direction, and then make a decision. Alright. It's reasonable. I've only checked a day's worth out in this direction. We're not even, haven't even made it, what, like, a quarter of the way around the island? I haven't made it. No, you're not a quarter of the way around the island yet. Not close. We no. haven't even gone in yet. Like, there's a ton of this place we haven't even explored. Yeah. To chart the whole island would take weeks and weeks. And we don't have that kind of time. But we could at least do the outer perimeter, right? Maybe. The only clues we found at this point are some gems that got put into the mural. <laughs> which leads me to believe they may know something, but they also could have just found them. And if we don't kill them, they may be able to help us. Except that they can't talk to us. You we're have not tried that. to talk you to them at assuming all. That. You're assuming that they only speak their own language, and they don't speak, like, common or some other language. Or that you can't oh, yeah. talk with Kurvish. Oh, yeah. So, let's right. go back and make camp. Yeah. Okay. I concur. So the plan, then, for the rest of the day is to camp on the shore and look ahead to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. You return to the shore, where you brought the longboat aground. Corker is looking over Deckly, who... Despite missing his leg, is probably not going to die, but he's also of no use to anybody here on the island. So Corker wants to take Gandis and get Deckley back to the ship. Get him onto the Gunner's daughter, where he is in as little danger as possible. It's probably a good idea. Okay. You don't know what animals are out here. You start talking about these fish people. You know he can't run away. So if you're going to be out here for a few more days, you should probably get him back to the boat. What do you think? Why did you send Gandis back with the boat with somebody else? Yeah, I'll come back with Gandis. Okay. Okay. So what are you setting up for the night? Get a fire going? Get some shelter going? Yeah. What's everybody doing around this fire? The sun is setting. Get the fire going. Dipple is pulling out some, like, sea rations from his pack. Like, S-E-A, sea rations, not C, the letter C, dash rations. Don't forget that that's actually a winter. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Nightly, like, weapon and gear maintenance and then going to sleep when it's not my shift. I'm playing a tune with my creepy loop. Okay. What what type of song are you playing? I don't know. Sea shanty. I'm playing an island treasure fighting tune to bring us treasure luck. <laughs> I think I know any of those. It sounds buddy. a little like something Make that, one up. Uh, Everybody always has an opinion about what Arnest should be playing. Arnest doesn't take requests now? Arnest I thought you were a bard. Arnest doesn't decide what he plays. Well, no, everybody Arnest else play? is like, uh, this is what Arnest plays. Um, and Arnest, what, what type of song are you playing as the sun goes down? Yeah, sunset-y tune, maybe. Like, <laughs> no, meaning, like, like one of those... One of those songs that you play to, like, gently get people out of a bar, right? Like, it's the end. 
something. It's like closing time. It's like the end. (laughs) I was trying not to say that, but it's a song like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, to get everybody out of the film where they used to play green sleeves. So, like. people run away. Artist has said before that you have a song for closing down the bar. Yeah. And it's like the time for everybody to go. Let's move along, people. It's like an end of the night song. Mm -hmm. Gandis is gathering up some branches, sharpening the ends to some crude spears, just sticking them in the ground around where you're sleeping. Not as a defense, but if something happens, weapons at hand. She's trying to be prepared. Sam is wandering off just outside of the camp area with Sniffins, just exploring the area, letting Sniffins do his doggy business, and just kind of taking in the island. It's a nice, relaxing place. Darvin, what are you doing? Similar to Bill, just weapon maintenance. Eh, sure, maybe a little light prayer, but nothing like... Nothing that could accidentally get you the name of someone on the boat that you have to kill. Right. The kind of prayer where you don't want a response. Right. (laughs) Uh, So Darwin's paying some lip service right now. Yes. Okay. Dipple sees that. At least you waited for Corker to take Deckley away. (laughs) As they're getting the longboat ready to push off back towards the ship. And Gandis, after putting those makeshift spears down, is going with Corker to go back to the ship. She's not staying. I almost made a bad. <laughs> I almost did a bad. And as the sun goes down and you settle in around your little fire, you can hear the sounds of the animals out there on the island. You hear the screeching of hawks and the parrotins. You hear the low growls of the panthers. And you see a turtle slowly making its way into the water, back out into the ocean, as Corker and Gandis get Deckley onto the longboat and row back to the gunner's daughter, leaving you alone on the island with no way off. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrand. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello.
A quest for magic and steel, a family-friendly adventure where six people play the tabletop game of Dungeons and Dragons. The game master, Amara, her sister, brother, dad, and two friends take on the roles of their characters as they voice act and use improv to tell the story of these misfit adventurers. If you like D&D, this is an easy must-listen. And if you're not into D&D or have never played, that's okay, because this game is based more on the storytelling and role-playing than it is on the strict rules of the traditional game. Find it on any podcast player for any device or listen directly from the website www.magicandsteel.com. That's S-T-E-E-L-E. Don't forget the last E for entertainment.